if you start being offended to a point where you just you can shut things off. But if you're getting to that point where you're absolutely irate and it's affecting your life, it's it's not real. It's fiction. Don't you know that the music should be solemn? This is Theo Rossi. This is Theory. Hey, everybody. What's going on? How are we? How we doing? What's the word? All that stuff. We're back. It's Theory. It's hashtag Reaper Reviews. You know how we do it. Um, let's get into it. We're sticking in season one. We're jumping to episode nine. Hell followed. Recommended by a ton of people. Uh, Glenda Hickey is uh, one of the ones that came out. Um, you know how we do it. We take recommendations and we do these things. It's anarchy. There is no structure, as you can see. Um, so let's do it. Let's get back. Without further ado. Let's go sit down with the man that you don't even believe what he looks like until you see him. Let's go sit down with my brother, the one, the only, Kim Coates. It's theory. Let's go. Let's go. 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 Happy Wednesday. Is it? But is it really? Wacky Wednesday. But is it? Well, I'm I'm back, Theo. As you can see, Castle Mountain behind me. Oh, a lot of that painting being shown. So, Mama, Mama Coates sends her love to you. I, 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 nice, nice visit with her. You have I'm so many in. different sets. You have so many different studios. So many, no, so many. It's all I do. I worry about next week's show with Theo Rossi. Well, we're, we we started late again, and I just want to say why. Yeah, we Can't were supposed to start 20, 20, 21 minutes ago, and uh, we started late. And guys, I'm going to tell you why. If you'll notice, somewhere on your screen, it says 644. I'm pointing to it right there. Yeah. Um, last week, it said, Kim Coates, we finally, we, we, we had victory. We had victory. <laughs> I was on my phone, Theo. That's yeah. why. And it said Kim Coates yeah. in the corner. Yeah. Mine says Theo, yours says Kim Coates. That's what it's supposed to say. But now yeah. we're back to some generic number, which has been known as 644. You never know. We might make a shirt that has 644 on it at this point, which would be pretty cool. <laughs> I'm never going to change it. I'm 644 from now on. I don't care. I don't so care guys, how many times you yell at me. I'm staying. No, I tried. I want you, everyone to know I You did. Right. You really did. Just like the Yankees are trying to win. You, you did. You tried. They're your team. I tried. No, you're a mess. No, I would never be the Mets. Yankees. I was the Mets for a moment in 86. Um, I was a young buck, and that was when the Amazons had won. And uh, it was yeah. Dwight Gooden and Daryl Strawberry. And I was kind of into them even being a Yankee fan. You know, I'm not one of those people that, like, you know. No, York, hates the other yeah, I don't team do from that. that city. Good for you. Like Rangers fan hates Islander fans, and Yankee fan hate Mets. I don't do that. That's silly. Like, why not just – who cares? Who cares? So, <laughs> so uh, we're going to get into it. Here's what's funny. I've decided that um, I'm not going to read comments anymore. Why? Because 99.9% of them are amazing. 
They're so, and everybody's so happy. And it's exactly the, the, the world that I feel you and I create as human beings. We're in the game, Theo. We're in the We're game. In the We're game. in the creating happiness game. And then there's just that 0.1%. They're like, it took you 23 minutes to get to fun town in that episode. What are you guys talking about? You're talking about tests and corn and all this other stuff. That's right. That means you were listening. You didn't go take a crap. You, you were listening to the, whole, you, the, whole, to the whole thing. And by the way, fucko, can't you just <laughs> fast forward if you really feel to when you get – it's so silly. People are so silly. There's always one out of a hundred, Theo. We don't know where they live. We don't care. Who cares? Right? We don't know. We do, we, but you know what? I do. And I'm going to tell you why I do. Because you and I have really always tried to, one, be ourselves, which we always are. We can't be anybody else. This is it. Can't this help what, it. Can't, this is it. This is it. We've always been super connected with our with the with the family that you know are not just our regular family, but the family that we've you know we don't like using the word fans. We call them family, and everybody's in Correct. with us. And and we're we we don't go off and like polarize and talk about all these different things and do that. We're just trying to make the world a better place in the short time we're here. I That's can't it. tell you how to succeed. But I can tell you how to fail by trying to please everyone. Kim Coates. Kim Coates. The best. The best line and the truest line. So, you know, it's made me think a lot that, you know, especially during all this, you know, this unprecedented times, you know, where everybody's wow. really having such a no hard shit, time. Theo. You know, people are just slapped with negativity all day. Just slapped. Getting slapped. Negativity. Slap. None of the negativity. Slap. This is going wrong. Slap. And it's like, if you can't find the moments of enjoying yourself or letting the air out a little. Yeah, good for you. You're, you're fucked. So yeah. that's what we're here for. That's what we're doing. It doesn't matter that it says 644. It doesn't matter <laughs> if he's only showing a part of the painting. But I did try. I tried <laughs> to change it. I'm that's a dinosaur, nice. Theo. You're a young guy. That's passed me by this computer crap. I do the Again. best I can. I've been in 175 movies. I wear glasses now to see. Yeah. Like, I don't wear contacts. Those aren't contacts. That's real. But, but if I didn't have all these goddamn notes to read, I wouldn't wear these glasses. But I'm okay with it. I'm all right with it. 644. Because, because you're comfortable in who you are. <laughs> <laughs> you, might, you might notice that I'm not quite as comfortable as I used to be in Saskatoon. My mom had the heat on. Die refuses. My wife refuses here in this Western Canada, beautiful little joint I got. Reason. She refuses. That's kind of cold. It's kind of cold. How are you doing in the cornfield? Oh, we're not supposed to talk about the cornfield. <laughs> no, we're not supposed <laughs> to talk about anything. <laughs> Hell followed, son. Hell followed. Hell followed. You know what? So let's do it. Let's get into, let's get into season one, episode nine, Hell followed. Let's go. That's what here you want. I, That's what you want. That's what we're going to do. This one percenter wanted that he's gonna you get want it, it right now. Point zero one percent. You want to hear something? Here how we follow, go, buddy. You're gonna okay. get it. Let's Theo, go. I Let's... have a question for you right off the top. First okay. seat, okay? Yeah. Was that Charlie's real car? <clears throat> Give Charlie, me a second. He had Charlie, the caddy. Charlie Hunnam had this gorgeous, older, dark blue navy. Caddy, and it it's black. not. I think it was black. Not, I don't want to remember. It's, it it's not. It's not his car, but 
damn, it reminded me of all those times. I mean, all you and me and all the boys. I mean, after a while, we were all riding our bikes to work, all riding our bikes to work, riding home. Charlie, every once in a while, had to bring something with him other than his little knapsack. Yeah. And he would bring that caddy. And I'd always go, because I'm a muscle car, old car kind of guy. And that that car was just so so fucking cool that Charlie had. And this this show starts off with that old car opening up the trunk and boom, you know who's inside. I think I don't want to burst your uh, bubble on this, yeah. but I think Gemma had a caddy in the beginning, and then she switched. So I think that the caddy might have been Gemma's or one that was always at the garage. But that being said. He did have almost the exact same caddy. It was black, and it was a it was definitely an earlier model than the years filming. So if it was like an 08, it was like a ninety something or two thousand different body style. Um, but no, that's a that's a good catch. I did not catch that at all. I did catch something about that beginning, but um, go first. I want to I want to go with the preview. I'm these previews help me tremendously. A lot, right? obviously. Sometimes I get shocked by them because I'm like. Oh, that happened. <laughs> so this is the killing of Cone. Uh, shootout in the bar. McKeevy's dead. Like everything went on in this preview. Again, like a mini movie. And, and I'm seeing it all. Obviously, we've talked about the Cone character. So it opens with Jack's burying the body. Yeah. I got to ask a question about this. Mm-hmm. Did you ever bury a body on the show? Oh, yeah. Many. In fact, I've buried... <laughs> I buried so many. DL, we'll get to it in season six or seven. DL says to me at one point, "We're running out of places to bury bodies." Like oh, that's all I did. I didn't. T- I didn't talk anymore in the last few seasons, except the Venus. So I, I buried more bodies than I can even count. Really? Did me, I ever bury a body? Uh, you might have been a part of it, but I, I don't think you ever raised a shovel. I don't think you ever like. I don't think so either. DL was the shovel digger. He he was so good at it. I got it. I got shirt it. off the shirt off all no, the I tattoos. Got it. I got it. I got it. Have at it. Go for it, please. So where were we burying all these bodies? Out in land somewhere? We land. Just- land. Land. Oswald's land. land. Oswald's yeah. land. Yeah. All over. All over the land. Yeah. So correct me if I'm wrong here. This is Tara's first true intro to the life. Like this is it. Cone being really hit. That's it. Like there's the there's the beginning, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. And, uh, she's, she's, uh, she's rattled by the whole thing, obviously. I mean, wait till we start talking about those episodes six and seven, um, in the previews, like you mentioned, where, where they try and take out clay and I pull them off the bar. We'll talk about that when we get to it, but everything, I don't know about you, but these early, it was refreshing to go back to season one for me, (laughs) but I got to tell you, Theo, even though there was stuff going down, we were still figuring it all out. We were figuring out the whole Gemma Tara thing. We're figuring out the whole Tig Clay Jackson. I have a little thing going on. Oh, early. I can't wait! Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and you, your 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 finger, just the funny guy. It just yeah. saved, but it saved the whole show. It could have been a shit show, no pun intended. No, but pun you saved you 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 saved the whole show with that finger coming up. I mean, and we'll get to that. But here's anyway. the thing: what I love what you just said, which is so true. And we've talked about this. And again, I hate you know, that I repeat myself, but again, I don't fucking care is we, it's not just the writers were figuring things out. The characters were figuring things out. The relationships were figuring things out in this early season one. And it is so cool to see again. I know 
you know, we're watching these for the first time, but just like also yeah. watching it from a, like an outsider perspective, you're like, oh, that's why he did that later. Or yeah. that's why he did that later. And you see it happening and building. And uh, the cone stuff again with Tara, we kind of started forming Tara, you know, little things in the beginning where they showed her tattoo, you know, she'd obviously been a part of some stuff in the beginning, but this one was like, oh, now you're part of like murder. Yeah, no, no. Well, I'm not sure I'd go that far about part of murder, but she's helping out someone who she's doing something she shouldn't be doing. She, using her doctor card. Thank God we have a doctor in the club. Thank God. I mean, we, thank God. <laughs> she, saved, she saved a lot of dead bodies. Good a old lot. Sarah. So oh, Agent Cohn is gone. Uh, gone. You know, Jay Cohn's sayonara. Um, this is the beginning of her change. Now, I I wrote, I always forget Chibs was some sort of doctor or whatever. Do you know? Yes. Did, did you, yes. He's like yeah, an no, ambulance I, guy or something. Did no, you know that? Like, he, he was like a glorified nurse. Chibs, Chib, Chibs was an absolute Scottish in the army, in a little thing, Tommy, you know, we'll get, we'll see what happens, but Tommy will tell us, but he definitely had some, he, he could put a stitch in, he could, he could, he knew where to, what vein to hit with a, with a needle, but this, this was over his head. We'll get to that in a minute, but yeah. Uh, and, and Tommy. Cause nice we did stuff him. in an ambulance or something, didn't we earlier? We'll get to that episode with me, him yeah. and everybody. He was, yeah. like a, he was doing stuff like, cause I remember being yeah. in an ambulance. Yeah, no, Chib, Chibs was the guy. Chibs was the guy when we didn't have Tara Knowles. When we didn't have, when we didn't have, you know, uh, uh, Tara, she, she was, he was definitely the, the go-to doctor. But we kind of lost that, right? Like later in the season, he never, we never spoke about that again, right? No, he just was smoking cigarettes, eating donuts. <laughs> so was I. And we loved that. It was fine. I know. I was just saying, if there was anybody who would be on the show, like on this, you know, and, and it maybe as we get into these, you know, past these first three seasons, he's the first round pick. Like he's on, you know, we would get him. I don't know if he'd watch the episode, but we would get him to watch it. And he would be the one who would ever join us just because one, we, I love that. I just love him more than anything. Listen today. I mean, Tommy, I mean, it's, it's a funny time right now. You and I have this going on and it's yeah. just so beautiful to see my brother once a week, but I, I, I miss Tommy. I miss Boone. I miss Ronnie. I miss the boys. I, I reached out to Charlie a little while ago, got a nice little text back. I mean, it's, it's, it's a cool time. And these reflections of seeing the boys and, and you know how much, I, you know how much we love Tommy Flanagan. That, that guy's a rock. He's an amazing actor. And we usually, you know, again, and we've said this before, we usually do the Comic-Con things, you know, a couple of times yeah. a year where we get to hang out together, whether it be in Germany or somewhere in Europe yeah, or everywhere. somewhere in the States, everywhere. And uh, obviously with everything going on, we don't get to do that. So it's kind of been, and, and you know, like you said, we're all all over. But uh, yeah, he's, uh, every time I see him on screen, I just literally smile because he is the greatest. Never a false moment when he acts, by the way. No, I no. The other day, never. He wouldn't even know how he to be fault. He wouldn't know how. He's not no. built that way. No. Now, sometimes he had to wear his sunglasses for a reason, <laughs> but he's, there's not a false beat inside that body. That's how fucking good he is. Yeah. So, so I had that. I didn't remember that he was the doctor. Okay. Um, nurse. 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 Right. Okay. So he's trying to help get those bullets out. He's, he's in there, right? He's in there. He's doing his thing. He's trying to get that medical lingo down. Um, we cut. So, so, but, but, hang, but hang on, Theo, before we get to that, that, that scene, because I, I want to ask you a question. 
Sure. I, we, it's kind of interesting how answer in the scene before yeah, with Clay. Says, says, says to Clay, Nords in the Mayans, uh, or Clay says, Nords in the Mayans are the away team. I don't know. I think answer says it. And you yep. start to realize, like, what the fuck is going on here? You have the club of charming, which is us, yep. but the Mayans are just right there. The Nords are right there. Yeah. The, the, the one-niners, the, they're, they're all kind of circling the wagon. And now in this episode, Clay's been trying to be wiped out. Someone tried to kill Clay. So that, that's a big no-no. When you try and wipe out a president, yeah. that's asking for all and, kinds and, of shit. And, not appro- and apparently, and again, we'll come to find out, and this is the Alvarez thing, right? Which is, think about this. This is so crazy. There's a show on the air called The Mayans MC, which is basically based off the Mayans. It's a subset of Sons of Anarchy. Alvarez tried to kill clay right like and then we're all kind of buddy buddy later on right the mayans and the big time time. we were season six and seven we're like that not at this point no not at this point it's 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 on and we'll get to that all right now you come on like come on uh i go nice work with the finger like wow juice how (laughs) how like that day now again you and i we talked about jack this isn't a jackal scene at all This is a real flat out acting scene in the chapel, you and Tommy and, 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 uh, Cameron, right? Yeah. Yeah. Plays camp. Great guy. Great Great actor. Great actor. Fucking amazing actor. And honestly, what was that day like? Was it over one day? Did you do all those scenes in one day, two days? We did. That was a lot of fucking work. It was. And there was, there was, uh, uh, it was kind of one of, not the first time, but you know, one of those times where I worked with a, when someone has a pump for blood, you know, so like they, they ran the tube up, you know, near yeah. his pants and they put it where the bullet Jamie, hole is. Jamie, Jamie McShane's Jamie. Yeah. Jamie, Jamie McShane. Yeah. And then they yeah. pump the blood and like, you know, yeah. when you take your finger out, it squirts, you know, that whole thing. Um, and it kind of, it's fun. If it gets on you, it makes it even better, but you got to be careful of continuity. Continuity. And like, and like, continuity. Yeah. yeah. So. We had done at this point, we had done your and I, you know, doing the patch over episode. We had done the diaper stuff. We had done uh, some little things here and there. And this is where I was like, oh, okay. When they go to lighter moments, they're going to go to Tig has lighter moments, but his is serious. Are they going to go to me? Yeah. And I was always ready to take that ball because that's kind of what I got into this whole acting game for was that. The yin and the yang, you know, the 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 theater faces, right? The the dramatic and the and the and the happy. Um, and I don't think I think that it's a, a skill. You know, I always say this about actors that I appreciate and love, and the ones that I think are the greatest in this business is you can be the greatest actor in the world, but if you can't do comedy, you're I don't not think the greatest actor in the world. You're not Sorry, the greatest actor in the world, which is why I love people like Philip Seymour Hoffman, you know, who's not 100%. with us anymore. You know, people who can do both Robin Williams, right? Again, another person who's not with us. It's crazy. I'm naming these, but Paul Newman, another person who's not with, but Please. Daniel, Daniel Day Lewis. I mean, they're, they're all so but Daniel Day Lewis doesn't really do comedy. He did once the, the, the gangs of New York. He was so freaking funny. That's very that true. He was, he was given an opportunity to wear that big top hat and he was hysterical. He was, he was. Still scary as shit and real as shit. But super funny. That's the one time. But and, anyway, he could, and he could do it in a minute. So the point is, you know, why I've always, uh, uh, you know, obviously I've talked about you a hundred times because there's not many people, honestly, that at a high level can do both. And what do we, we always say the eyes never lie, you know, whatever. So here I am, this young, young buck doesn't know anything wearing some oh, funny. You were shirt so from Hot funny. Topic, 
don't know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm a mess at that point. And I just want, put me in coach, put me in. <laughs> and when I read that scene, I was like, oh, this could be funny if we do this right. So I was like, it's all going to be in kind of the facial expressions and the movement and what? And then like him waking up is so funny of here he is, this guy he's never really met. He's got a mohawk and tattoos on his head. He's half out of it, half dying, half drunk. And he sees. Oh, and he's been vo- and he's been vomiting. I mean, he's uh, he's going to die. There's no way of tearing this. He's he's gone. And he sees you. And he I says, mean, "Where's your hand?" Yeah, yeah. Which is, and and what what ensues? It's a very short scene, but honestly, that's kind of what Sons was, right? These things were quick. You know, down the road we did one. Freak Circle is complete. I still see that scene every day somewhere in memes and stuff. It's like they're quick and they're fast and they're funny. Right, it's uh, you have you you have a line in this about you know hookers or something, and it's just yeah, quick, right? It's later, right? Up. But it's like we we but, were getting these moments. But but I have to say that that the the circle jerk and all that the, the quick, quick <laughs> this was not a quick scene, Theo. This was a scene that we kept coming back to and kept coming back to. Yeah. So the so the layers, the layers, and we're going to get to when Tara, one of my favorite scenes in the oh, entire stuff, when Tara comes and says to you, what's your name? You are, you know, Amazing. and then what, what she said. And we'll come to that. But this scene, actually for me, Sutter had a, a, a beautiful sense, again, of timing, of, of pace. This scene had to be long. But it, he chopped it up in like four bits. He did. Four, four bits. And this first bit is just juice. This is so fucking funny. Anyway, great. We see it. We, 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 so, yeah. So I didn't, you know, I, I, Jamie and I, you know, had become friendly, obviously, from him. He'd been doing a few episodes now at this point. 100%. And, um, and, and yeah, you know, listen, again, on Sons at that point, remembering it is that put me in coach mode and you really just. You got to be careful that you're not taking things too seriously because that can ruin acting in every way. You know, you got it. You got to be light on your feet. You know, in real world, we don't know what we're saying. We don't know what we're doing. We're just talking like we are now and you have to translate into acting. So I didn't want to over-prepare, but I didn't want to under-prepare because at this point, juice was still being defined, you know, and, um, and I really felt that that was a big uh, turning point and I just had a blast with it. I really did. I wanted to make it as utterly ridiculous and I wanted to make him as innocent as possible. And that's why that line that you say with Tara later comes up and we'll get to that. It really started to shape who this guy was because like I've said a bunch of times in the original pilot, I was not juice. I was someone different like JD or something. And this guy that he was forming, I believe still to this day, and one day I'll talk to Kurt about it. He was figuring it out. Like I was figuring it out. Absolutely. He was. So, so absolutely. So in this scene, what's so fabulous about it is, you know, you and Tommy are freaking out. You're sticking your finger, blah, blah, blah. He doesn't know what's going on. He's turning around, looking at you. You're looking at him and all it, I, I felt for juice because you are literally doing something and we're going to get, you know, that you didn't know what, what you were doing really, but it was funny, but it was honest. You're trying to save the guy's life. He's asking you questions because he can't see, he can't see. And he's got to be in shock and, and he's going, do you have your, yes, but no, no, no. But, but no. yes, but yes. I mean, come on. That, that's some great fucking shit. I don't know if you had lived that. I don't know if Kurt wrote it like that. Uh, no, it was all Kurt's writing. No, I was too scared to 
<laughs> change a damn thing at that point. That was all Kurt's writing just with, you know, just with me really finding the hills and valleys in it. But that was all him. And speaking of writing, we kind of go right into that line you say, which to me is one of the most classic take lines ever, you know, because I remember a lot of people saying it. I, you want to know what's funny? I don't think you could say that line anymore on TV. No, you can't. And I, I, I actually said I'm not proud. Kim Coates is not proud of that line. No, she's proud of that line. But you know what? It's take. At that time, it was take and it was funny. It was funny. It was supposed to be funny. I didn't want to play it as funny, but Jesus, he gets reflective. And Gemma hit me like a linebacker. She's like going through that door and I'm either coming with her or I'm staying there. And she jolts my, and she hit me hard that day. It was fantastic. I bounced off that wall. And this is why I- Can I ask it. you a question? Can I? Yeah. yeah. It's one of the greatest lines ever. And uh, again, it's something that I literally laugh out loud at. And here's why, because, and this, this brings me to a question of acting, which I, I you know, for that 0.1%. Sorry, I'm going to step away from the episode for a second. Please do. Is this. Don't you find it interesting in today's society and the way that we live and stuff like that and the way we purvey our entertainment? Do you find it interesting that like I can – like let's say I'm in a movie or a TV show, which you and I usually play some sort of heavy or bad guy. You know, we talk sure. about what Joyce says to you. Are you going to kill someone this episode? Who are you killing in this one? Do you die oh. when? How right. many do you kill? Jesus. <laughs> which is kind of the way it is, I'm a, right? I'm a, I'm a doctor. Is he a bad doctor? Though? He has to be. He's got to get sued for malpractice. Right? So, it's like, <laughs> so it, like there always has to be that evil side. But here's what's interesting. I will have people come up to me, you know, not nobody ever comes up to me and says it, but like the online, the, you know, the keyboard, karate, sure. the, the, the people who are, you know, in their basement ready to box the, 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 the MacBook is yeah. they'll say like something like, oh, you can't say that line or you can't say this, not knowing the show's made in 2008 or 2009. And, and while I agree, I'm like, you know, as me as a person, I go, yeah, but how come they don't talk about like if you murder six people on TV? Why is it like, okay to shoot people in the face and no one says a word. Listen, man, that is so, that is so true. I, so weird. I, I, I've always struggled with that European flair versus the American flair. In Europe, you're able to show a bum, a penis, a breast as if it's part of the human body. We can't do that in America. Because it is. But boy, but boy, because it is. But we can't do that because we shoot people, we kill people, we wipe them out, we we cut off their like honestly, I, I've never to this day understood it. Now, I'm actually uh, you know, I totally agree with things are moving forward. We're getting kinder and gentler with certain words and what they might mean to certain people that it might upset them. Copy that. I'm I'm first in line. But when it comes to art. When it comes to acting, when it comes to certain things, I've always been, why, why can't I play someone in a wheelchair? That, that, that's what acting is. So weird, right? So, so, so I, I have But you no, can play a homicidal maniac and no one says anything. Yeah. I've, I've never quite, I'm not sh- quite sure where we're going with some of that stuff right now. Really. And, that's, and that's the thing that's so strange to me. It's like I say to some people, you know, and I try not to engage, and this is why I want to buy that light phone thing. I don't know if you know what that is, a light phone. Is, I do. Yeah, you can only get on. It's only for phone, text, and music. Like Correct. That's and that's that, probably that what I'm am- going to. I want to get rid that of it. That might be amazing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just want to get rid of it. And 
But what's so interesting is if I engage, I'll be like, wait a second, you were mad that I said this, but you know, I also don't kill people. You know, like I don't like, I, I literally shot someone in the face and tried to cut their head off, but you didn't mention that. That's so bizarre. And it just, I, to me, it shows exactly the way and what's going on of what people feel. Because yeah. you watch these like big, you know, uh, superhero movies or whatever, and there's mass destruction, like murder and killing and thousands. Uh, uh, but they won't say the words are what offend people, not the action. And I think that for me in my own personal life, you could say whatever you want to me. And I go, that's not true. The words mean nothing to me. But if you physically try to attack me, then, then we have a problem, right? It's kind of the reverse in films. So I, I, again, the psychology of it is really bizarre to me. I'm sure people will um, explain it somehow, but it doesn't make sense. And I don't get it because when you really think of that classic Tig line, which he says, and even though it's 2008, 2009, this is why I kill hookers or whatever. Beat up. Beat up. Beat up, beat up hookers. Not kill. This is why I beat up hookers. It's like, it's a horrible thing, but it's Tig. There are that character is you've you've done the worst things possible as tig traeger and and i and i and i must say that if you are coming along on this ride which people obviously are all our peeps and our beautiful family watching this is freaking growing leaps and bounds yeah you you are ready to come into this world and understand this is fiction yeah. This is this is fiction. Yes, there are yes, there are motorcycle clubs, yes, there are cops, yes, there are good cops and there's bad cops. And there's bad bikers and there's really fantastic bikers. And there's good priests and there's bad priests and there's good Correct. politicians and there's bad politicians. There's good and bad of everything. So so if you want to come home from serving in the military, being a lawyer, university, college, and you want to watch this show on a Tuesday night to 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 escape. From your beautiful life, ups and the downs of the hardness and the, and, the, and the joys, to watch this show, I, trust me, this show is like you cannot stop watching it because you need to get to the next week because you can't believe what you're hearing, what you're listening. Sutter had, you know, in, in our pilot, we've talked about all this, but we'll say it again. In the pilot, we had, uh, you know, D'Amelio, mm-hmm. was that Sergeant at Arms character? Yep. I don't know what name yep. he had yep. or Hawk. he even had. Hawk, I'm not sure what that was. You know, he was the Tig character. Right. And then, and then, and then Sutter, Sutter had to rethink everything. He just rejiggled in his, and he went, wait a minute, we should have the club be this and the Mayans be that and the one niners be that and the Nords be this. And what he did with that with all the black and the gray and the white and the yellow and the red in this show for seven seasons was brilliant. And the transgenders with Goggins, which we'll talk about a year from now yeah. in season six, six and seven, Sutter wasn't afraid to tackle it all. And we had it all. This is like one big pie for sure. And, and I think that when you go into that and you go, I'm going to suspension of disbelief. I'm going to escape into this world. It's going to be a ride. <clears throat> but I think that people are doing themselves a disservice. And, I, and this is the last I'll say about it. And then for that, you know, the 0.01 complainers that want us to get back to the episode is I think that you're doing yourself a disservice. This is the only thing I can tell you. When you go into art, whether it be you stare at a painting or you're listening to a song or you're watching a movie or you're doing whatever, I think you're doing yourself a disservice personally if you start being 
offended to a point where you just, you can shut things off. But if you're getting to that point where you're absolutely irate and it's affecting your life, it's, it's not real. It's fiction. That to me is, again, I, I guess I just move different in life. And um, I don't know. I, I mean, I've gone to the Louvre and I've seen paintings in the Louvre that are eight feet by 30 feet and they're people in wars and heads getting cut off and, you know, people naked and this and that. And I'm not offended by it. That was what was going on and whatever that was. But again, I don't know. I'm from planet Pluto, apparently, in, in the world today. So You, you, you are. And, and a lot of people want to get that jet to Pluto and live on that world because <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's actually a good world to be, be on right now. So, so here, yeah. here's to art and here's to experiencing yeah. art the way it's supposed to be. And that's experience. All right. Now. So quick. Where I just, yeah. Where we are is something that was really interesting oh, to know. me. Tig, yeah, Tig threatening Jax a little with the okay, bike. Tell me about that. You and I, we have to tell our, our beautiful family out there. We, we do not. I don't know what you're going to say. You don't know what I had. The next thing is, oh, oh, when Jack says, take your foot off my bike. Oh, it's amazing. To take, you know, you know that their time, their two time is coming. It's going to be fisticuffs, right? For me, I remember now, um, I remember those early days as, in fact, it was literally in that pre-show of this one showing six, seven, and eight before we do this one where Clay's trying to get taken out, whatever. And I'm so upset. As Tig, I'm so angry that when Jax pulls up, I say something to him. And then I say something to Clay. And I say something to Bobby. I say something to you. I don't, I don't believe Jax at that moment will stick up for the club and pull a gun on anyone. I just don't think he will. Mm-hmm. I, I don't believe it. That moment, when I, put my, when I put my foot on his bike, I have no idea. At, Tig has no idea who even Cone was. Or is or what happened between Jack and Tim? Well, you, you don't know, know what happened. No, you don't know. We, we have no you just know he didn't bring the guns to the clubhouse. He was supposed know, to bring. That's right. He didn't bring the guns, and he wasn't really prepared somehow. And Tig doesn't think he's got it in him. Doesn't think he's got it in him. So you know, from that moment, and I, Charlie was fucking great. I, I was pretty fucking like that was the <laughs> moment was great. where. Where and I don't even know if that take your foot off my bike was added. I I can't remember if that was part of the deal. No, but it, it was, definitely was. It probably just said you you're not moving in front of the bike, yeah, and yeah, you yeah, decided yeah. to put your foot on there. That's I, a I, I, that's a Kim I, I, move. It's a Kim move, and I and I think Charlie was so in it at that moment that he get that fucking thing off my. And I don't right away, but no. then I do. And it's just, you just know those two characters. Anyway, beautiful little And you And you kind of laugh a little, and it's like, and he's so serious and somber because he's dealing with something so much bigger. yeah. And I was like, holy shit. And it made me think, this is a sergeant in arms. He's the vice president. Like, that's a power move. Yeah, and and I just I just love that moment because again I don't know if Tig and Jax were ever really close. You know, I know towards the end things got whatever, like they were, but again this was Clay Tig, Jax Opie. Everybody else is in between. You know, we don't know where the other you know the dominoes are going to fall with the other guys, right? And that was what we've always in the beginning it was. So, okay, then Darby attacks Hale. Um, I have a question about this. What's he doing punching a cop? What's going on? And and my my stand-in, Dave Jansen, played a cop throughout this. And he's such a great guy. You you people out there. He lived on a boat. 
Dave lived on a boat in Marina Del Rey or yeah. something like that. He was beautiful little spot. I love Dave so much. And every time they said slap on a cop uniform, he was going to get paid more money. He was so he's an actor. So he's ready happy. to go. He was so happy. I was so happy for him. And there he was. And yeah, this guy, I mean, like he, he punched Hale, like right in the cop shop. Yeah. You can't, you can't do that. No, you'd be today. in jail. For, you'd be in jail. You for, might get zapped. You might be you in might, jail forever. Yeah. Oh, you'd be, you'd be kicked to death or something. Right. Here's, here's my question too. Something came up in that scene that I had a question for the fans. Cause I surely know you don't know the answer to no. this. No, no, nothing. Have we ever met Unser's wife? Absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely not. He mentions her in the scene, and we and and, and I had to think for a second: Have we ever met Unser's life in you all know, the years that they, that Unser's he'd wife. been on the show? I'm going to be wrong. We've met her three times. She's been in three soliloquy scenes already. Like I, I have no, I no idea. Okay, my I, my my answer to the question is no. I'm sure you you think no. I don't think so. We Please also don't know right anything. Yeah, so, nothing. Right, and if and if it is, tell us when, just so we're prepared. Okay. So now it's the end of the, we go back to the, the I call it the, the fingers in the ass scene. And, um, uh, and I, and I, and I go, I go, Theo, you are, you are like in this scene now, you are acting up a storm. You are so in it. So as juice, not knowing where to go, but being bossed around, but helpful. But think about what's going on in the scene. Now it is chaos. It is total chaos yeah but can but, i tell you something can i tell you why i thought about I'm, and i remember i don't remember many things you know about this about anything in life but you know that i'm going to tell you something that you don't know go <clears throat> we had been at that point the tig and juice stuff had began you and i had kind of become we were doing our little bit laurel and hardy thing yeah, you know, yeah. abbott and costello whatever you want to call I agree. it who knows yeah. what these new kids would call it um they probably don't even know who the people are we just mentioned but look it up <laughs> look it up Com- comedy duos of history look okay. it up uh so we you and i had been doing that in a bunch of episodes before this chibs and i had not tommy and i we had never done that and was this was this your first little foray yeah, and 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 he was having a hard time sticking so the landing. He was having good. a hard time sticking the landing on that joke when I said, you know, uh, what do you think he means? Yeah, uh, yeah. By, by have, about take him out. Yeah, right. Have dinner. And what, Go have what, dinner. Right. What I wanted was what I wanted, and this is what you can never do as an actor. But I was a young actor who didn't know his ass from anything. Still don't. And he said, um, he said, uh, he was very like. He just said the line and I was like, no, no, no. I wanted him to kind of be like, he means like dinner in a movie, like beat it. Like you're an idiot. No, like that. Right. Just like that. And I wanted that, but he, him and I did not have, and comedy is all timing. It's all timing. 100%. If you have a relationship, if you had, you kind of can almost finish each other's sentences, you know what, like you and I kind of do it in real life. And you know, we talk about Mona and things like we just do it. Right. Unbelievable. And and I and and him and I I was struggling with that because I that was the end of that scene and I really wanted it to hit and um and we just we did it and you you remember back in the early days of Sons you know three takes it's soap opera style three takes you're done like you don't get we're it we're moving on moving we on got it we're got moving it on. on the seventy five mil you're out that's it we're here with that you're out okay <laughs> and I just didn't think we stuck it 
which happened a few times on the show, but I didn't think we stuck that. And I remember thinking, oh, I really wanted that one because it's a really funny line. So here's another tidbit that you don't know because I remembered this. Opie keeps holding his cut with his arm. Do you know why? Like that. Do you know why? He did that all the time. Do you know why? No, I don't. Opie had destroyed and tore. Ryan had tore his rotator. He saw his nose bicep. His bicep. No, it was his bicep. You're right. I know. He couldn't even move his arm. Couldn't move his arm. They, they, they were going to write, write him out of a couple yep. episodes and Sutter needed him because yep. the whole Opie thing with the yep. club and yep. stall. Yep. And, no. It was a disaster. Good memory. <laughs> I forgot all about that. Yeah, I remembered when he They're came like out like this. He came out and oh I remember God, thinking, yeah. what's wrong with him? And I remember going, oh my God, he did something to his arm. I remember us all talking about it because we were so nervous because we had just started the show. Good for you. <laughs> What a nice good for you. Now, good for you, Laurel, because <laughs> he was doing so many like presses. Yes. And presses and presses. Yes. He came in one day and that was it. He had a big the, bandage. The doctor said, You can't use your arm. We went, yeah. Bed rest, what, the whole what, bit. What you, he had tore his arm. What are we going to do? No, that's right. Good job. Way to so, go. Don't you people ever say I don't remember anything. I remembered it, and that's the tidbit. <laughs> so when you see him with his arm like this, it's that's because right. he tore his bicep. Yeah, that's right. Okay. And then okay, then we move on, if I may, to the Donna, the Donna Opa scene. Can I go to the Opie Donna scene? Yeah. I'm gonna ask you a question before you talk about this because yeah. it has to involve Donna and Opie. A yeah. fan wrote in and said. This is for later down the season. Don't answer it. You know what? Talk about the scene, then I'm going to tell you. Sorry. Okay. Okay. I, I just remember seeing Sprague and Ryan do this scene, and it's on. It's full family mode. She wants him out. He wants to go back in. The club is not sure about Opie. It's full tension, full tension. And she says, I'm not going to live like this anymore. For me, we've already talked about it. We already talked about it, but I got to say, whenever I hear Sprague talk about and Donna talk about, I'm not living like this. I don't want to live. Foreshadow. She didn't get, she didn't get to live anymore. That was the way the arc of the Shakespearean tale. She was not, and no one knows it when they're watching it at the time. But when she says, I'm not going to live like this anymore. You know what? The club won. Big mistakes, obviously, with Clay and I, what we did. Oh, my God. It, blah, blah, blah. But So he knew. So he knew early on that when they bored out the season, he knew she was going at the end. We didn't know, but he knew. Sutter? Yeah. Sutter? Or, or, Sutter. Oh, yeah. Well, you're the one who tells it, and you know it better than me. I I was unsure. I mean, Ryan was only going to do the first season. He was, mm. That was it. He was. We were happy to have him. You and me and the rest of the boys were going to stick along as, as far as we could do this ride, I, I think. But But all of a sudden – I, I think Sutter and the writers and Sprague and, and Ryan, they got to, and Opie said, I'll, I'll be a part of this. I'll, I'll be a part of this if that's the way. And that's the way we went. So um, I, I'm pretty sure this is the ninth episode. Yeah, you bet. I think Ryan was only supposed to be in six or seven shows. So I'll bet you by now he must have known he was going to continue. Okay. So speaking of Donna and Opie, a fan wrote, and I found this really interesting because again, I'm not uh, this aware. Um, in the later seasons, you still see Opie driving that pickup truck. 
And someone said, why would he drive the pickup truck that his wife was murdered in? I thought that was really interesting. I, I would have to be with like lack of financial money. Like they fix, they clean the blood and fix the window and wear Telemoro and we fix those things. And he decided that he was going to keep driving it. I, I never knew that. I Isn't never that knew that. He says the line in here uh, to Charlie. Uh, Ryan says a line where I, I didn't, he said, uh, Jax goes to Opie, you look like shit. He goes, I didn't sleep last night. I can never sleep. When my wife's not in the house, she took the kids to the moms because they, they had the fight. So again, maybe there's, there's, I mean, what is there to hang on to? But that truck, that was Donna's truck. Maybe mm. it's just a hang on. It's all he has. Hang on thing for, for, it's all he had left. That's all there was really. So. Or we just couldn't afford another car at that point in the show. was too cheap. Or we, well, <laughs> we, none of us have money. I don't even know how we were able to buy a hot dog. <laughs> no. We don't have it. We don't have two nickels to scrape together. Nothing. I don't know. Every scene, we got no money, got no money. What the fuck? But somebody asked that, the fan asked that, and I thought that was a really, what an interesting thing to think about when you're watching a show, because that's the weird shit that I think about. And I was like, that is so strange to think that in the later seasons, you do see him driving that pickup, and it's the one that, you know, obviously was the center point of one of the biggest moments ever in the show, when Tig kills Donna. Amazing. I'll remind you of a lot. Um, Okay. So we go to the clay. Don't don't worry, all the fans do, too. Clay Unser scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unser and the weed. Clay requesting a meeting with Alvarez and Darby. Those meetings in the office. Two old bulls, head to head. Come on. Well, and 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 I timed it. The scene went on for forty-seven minutes. <laughs> that scene was forty-seven minutes long, and I, I have I have it I have it I have it down. I go. It's the longest scene in our entire seven years. Oh, how did they? How did Dayton remember all those lines? They had to be pasted I, on I, the wall. I fucking love that scene so much, and and you could tell it was a long scene, and it was much needed when when Perlman decided to get up from the desk. Mm. He broke it in half. He did the whole desk thing, and then he realized we've got forty seven more pages here. Yeah. I'm going to get up. I'm going to light a cigar. Even we're going to be like here a for cigar. a while. We're going to be here for a while. And when you're lighting things in episode in scenes, you know that it's a long scene because you're going to be doing that. It's that was a hell of a scene. That was a marathon, that scene. Marathon. They both nailed it. Colin, Colin Hale, Captain America. Yeah. Some of the, some of these asides that Sutter would come up with, with nicknames and shit there. And, and they're just, they're subtle. They're just subtle. They're just subtle. They're not really hit, hit, hit like you have comic timing, like no one else. Answer funny. Perlman's hysterical. I'm funny. Like, yeah. Tommy, but they're we're all funny. Yeah, but when you when you say shit and you and it's just subtle stuff like that, Captain America outside. Um, I'm stopping the show and and rewinding is it's so fun to listen to. So yeah, here we go. Okay, um, so now here's my question. Um, Tara was never the same after this. I wrote what never. was Co- what was Cone's actual problem? Was he just obsessed with her? Absolutely. Like what is that all it was? Absolutely. Did they date? Oh yeah. Oh. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's we're gonna get into that when we get into that fourth, fifth, fifth, sixth, and seventh show. Those three shows in a row when when Jay Cohen shows up in Charming, it's it gets so seedy. He's crazy. He's lost his way. He's come to Charming to. In fact, we say it in this show. Jack says to Tara, "Either you were gonna die, or he was gonna die." Mm. And it was the right equation. We so he was just we, an obsessed ex who had screws oh, loose and was all out of the place. And you, you and I, being the kind of guys we are, 
I think are pretty lucky not to, I don't really know anyone like that who's psychotically after someone and there's, a, and there's already a restraining order against them. And he was an ATF, alcohol, yeah. tobacco, and firearms. Yeah, thank get, God. Right? Everybody was getting on us about uh, that one. Oh, yeah, please. And, and so, so, so for him to have a restraining order, he's a bad cop. Yeah, I, I, you know, I've known cop. people. I've known people growing up who had restraining. Well, there you there, go. There are some there people that are, you know, there are some people. I know, I know some now that you know that are pretty, pretty, pretty out there. There are people that are definitely. Um, it always comes down to being uh, what I've seen because you know you and I have studied so much psychology in this job we're in, and you know when we're breaking down characters. Yeah. You know, it comes from truly a place of complete egomaniacal activity of like, it's only about them and their needs and what they need. And if they need it, then they have to have it. And they're so like, it's not about anybody else. They don't think about anybody else. They only think about them and they get so obsessed with that moment, you know, and, and you and I recently talked about this with the godless thing with the role of, you know, with the horse and all that. And, and that stuff of where they feel like even this awful bad behavior is justified. Because they're they're it's so the other person's fault. It's, the it's other always the other. Fault. Like in in J, in, in Cone's fault. mind, it was Tara's fault. Oh, oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. And so she's got that that tattoo on her back. She's in Chicago. Yeah. She's becoming a doctor. She meets this guy. It goes really bad, really quick. Where does she come? Back to Charming. She's still got the tattoo. She's a girl from Charming. Jax gets involved and saves the day because one of them is going to die. That's how psycho this Cohen guy. I'm going to start doing raw, raw shack tests on everybody in my life. I think I need to start checking if everybody's like, because <laughs> I got to tell you, it's getting crazy out there. So, so, okay. So, uh, here's two things that happened in that, that made me think, okay. Two things. Yeah. Before we get to Tara coming to the, to the, uh, the room with the Irish, uh, with yeah, the I got something I got to mention. Okay. Too, yeah. Here, do you think this is crazy? The thing that Cone actually brings Jackson Tara closer, definitely, right? Definitely brings them closer. Yep, obviously, right? Number one. Do you think about this? The guy I saved, Cameron Hayes, with the fingers and the bum, is ultimately the guy who takes Abel? I just thought about that. I thought about that when I watched the show. Last Shouldn't let him night. die. When people say, I'm, "Why did I'm you do going, this?" or "Why didn't I'm this happen?" Why'd you kill Donna? That's the guy who did it. That's the guy who was taking Charlie's kid. I know. It's crazy how this show. It's yeah, man. Crazy. No, we yeah, save man. him. Oh yeah. And then we're at the pier in a couple oh, episodes. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. we'll go through when we're there. Okay. So go to uh she shows so, up. So so Tara Tara and Jax get together, and I, I one thing I just noticed was the first thing that before they went into the serious moment was how she took a hand sanitizer and wiped her hands. And I thought, hang on, Diana, what my beautiful wife, come look at this. This is two thousand and eight. Yeah, it's just like, and that's all we do all it's day all we long, do. right? Yeah, it's, it's just it's funny. All right, so so then I have a question for you. Yeah. In in this scene, we talked about this already about the Tig Jacks dynamic. Starting to get like this. Can't pull the trigger. Not going to be there when it counts. Can't. Jack says full confession. Two things he said to Tara in the scene. The number one thing he said is, I I've never killed anyone like this before. Mm. 
So my question to you is. Did he kill someone before? But does he mean this? What I thought, tell me if I'm right or wrong, Theo. What Jax means by that is. Might have been an explosion a year ago, two years drive ago. By, might have, might have been a, like, a, like a little something with the club and Tig really did it, but he was with it and he sort of witnessed it. And kind of, but this was, I believe, Jack Teller's first real moment of taking someone's life. Mm. Am I, do, do you think that's? Think yeah, that's, that's what I, that's what I took from it. I mean, you know, let's, let's forget about everything that happens after this. To me, this was one where it was just him alone one-on-one first time ever headshot right up on him you know there wasn't bobby around or chips right all these these guys who are you know this is what they do tig you know probably the body counts through the roof you know this is him alone again remember he's still a young kid he's still kind of him and opia the younger guys you know coming in i think that um he might have been part of one's like you said, I think that's a great analysis. I don't think that he ever. Well, we know what we know on the show. He never did it, and we would assume that in the in the no, uh, this was the history of it. This, this was, was number there. one. Yes, and then he goes, and you said this already so beautifully. How him and Tara, this calm thing, really brought these two together for the rest of the six seasons that they're about to spend together. He says to her, "Don't go anywhere, please." Don't go anywhere. I really believe Jax at that at that time. Mm. I think he was looking at her. So they shared something together, and he's looking at her, going, "You can't go anywhere. You you because she's got to be thinking, I'm out. Right? We'll get to the we'll get to the Gemma Terracine coming up. But I really believe Jax at that moment. I, I believe Jax. All I mean, I believe all of us because that's the yeah. Writing. I agree. I agree. You know, okay, I agree, cool. and uh, and I really like that. So now to uh uh. And again, I just love everything when they're together in the early stages, Jackson oh, really good. is building it all. And the cone thing is truly to me, the foundation on the house in the beginning, um, because it puts them in that tumultuous situation. Yeah. So now, so now she comes, she shows up, right? She's there. And here's another, uh, little homage thing. Um, when they say the thing about juice, little Dutch boy, that was Jay Carnes's name on the shield. Dutch. And Are you fucking kidding? And they like Bachman with Stephen King? And they called like him little Dutch things? Boy. Mate. So his name was Dutch. Jay Carnes' character was Dutch on the shield. And they called him uh, Dutch Boy. And it also worked because of Dutch Boy, because of my finger in the Dutch Boy in the dike, yeah. right? Like the, the fable or whatever it is. Sure. And it's a, it's this is literally like 360 writing. It's like there's, there's, it's coming from every angle. It's unbelievable. When you break about, it look at look at how excited you are talking about it. Can you imagine Sutter and his team writing about it? It's amazing. How much how much fun is that for them? It's amazing, right? All right, so buddy, so, so go ahead. No, you go because I'm ready to go. I mean, this just before we get to the the climax, which is you and Tara, and for me in this whole show, it really is. There's a little scene between Darby and Clay. Okay. So okay. Darby, Darby and Clay have, have like, I, I have a question for you. Like, did that fight get cut down? Because Pearl and Mitch, there's just been one punch thrown and they're like this. <sighs> <laughs> Zero cardio. <laughs> and I'm going, wait, wait, wait a minute. Pearl's the president and you're the, the dickhead of the Nords. 
you're not going to be. It's one punch. Yeah, it's, it's got, and he's like, oh, and, like, and, uh, and, and Pearl played it so well with the arthritis in the hand. But they're all, they're like out of breath. I'm going. This was this fight chopped down to that. No, I think that was a choice. A choice. Okay. <clears throat> well, you know what? Thank God there was another punch because then they really got to huff them, huff them yeah. up to the to the but wall. They were completely now. out of breath. That's what I'm saying. I mean, what a, what a choice. There you go. All right. Now, uh, good scene though between the two boys. You know, the Alvarez Clay's one. The Clay meeting's coming up. Yep. All right. Now here we go. Um, you know, like Tara shows up. You're going to take over in a second. Tara shows up. Cameron says to Tara, you still got your finger in the dike. Tommy's completely whacked, whacked out now. Gemma's going to be the nurse now. And Tara says, Cameron goes, how's it look? And Tara says, looks like you got shot. Like, <laughs> do you know how great that is? Like, do you know how great that kind of commentary from a doctor yes. is to, it's just, so fucking good. I'm still laughing. I got down here. All right. Now, come on, buddy. I mean, she looks at you, forgets your name. T- tell us about that. that so, so the one thing I asked, the only thing I asked on that note on that day, I said, have they ever met? Yeah. Yeah. They said, they said good question. She, she's been around, but he's never spoken to her. He might have said hi. Hi. Like awkward. But he did not ever speak to Tara, which, by the way, talk about fucking crazy foreshadowing because Juice and Tara have so much shit that goes down later on in all oh, these seasons. Right? I can't wait. Seven, nine, eight months from now, get ready. A it's year crazy. from now, get ready. <laughs> get ready. So they didn't know each other. No. And that was the first thing that I thought was so cool because I wrote that they really, before that, which is such a cool moment because she gives him this good feedback which Juice isn't used to. Nobody ever tells him anything. No, no one tells him anything positive. Positive. They tell him all the time, do this, do that. Do Are that. you ready? Smoke a seat. Hey, but yeah. positive? Find out this, find out you, that, find out you, this. And he's the Fredo. Were, he's Fredo. You, Opie used to call him Fredo. He's Fredo. 100%. You are so beautiful in this scene, Rossi. You are so real and beautiful in this scene, playing all of it, all of it. And that means you were that. listening. That that means you were listening like a motherfucker. And that's all acting <clears> is. You got to listen, or you got nothing. You were just beautiful in that scene. She was beautiful. Tara, uh, Gemma, Katie, uh, Cameron, all of you were just so that blood squirting up again. Is it going to work? You were, you were like at Sunday school, <laughs> yeah. wondering if you can go pee now. Yeah. You, you've sat through an hour of the sermon. Can I go pee now, Mrs. Mrs. Hayes? Hey, tell us about it, because that was just such a fun well, day. Listen, I've always, you know this, you and I have talked so much, you know, about acting and, and, and one of the crazy, I think we've even talked about it since we've been sitting here, but one of the things that an actor always wants to try to convey, especially a, a male actor in this, you know, I was just, I was just watching a documentary on John Garfield, right? And, uh, and uh, you know, a big old time actor. Beautiful who he is right and one of the things that they were saying about garfield because he really is kind of the og of the brando and the newman stuff and all that and really what you're searching for as an actor is vulnerability and strength those are the two right you got it if you can be vulnerable and yet be strong 
it's it's a combo that you can't lose with. I mean, add humor in, add this, add that, but vulnerability and strength. Oh my God, Newman, Brando, we can go on and on. They, they had all that in spades. Right. Tough, but vulnerable. Right. Oh tough, my God. but vulnerable. A lot of people yeah, are man. tough, they're not vulnerable. A lot of people That's are right. vulnerable, tough. That's and right. what I always found with Juice was he had this vulnerability, but he looks like this psychopath. You know, he looks like, you know, he can do what he can do. And, and, and we come to find out later in that he is, you know, a dark and has all this, you know, stuff in him. But I just thought at that moment, he was so vulnerable. He really was this little boy. And for Gemma to do that, and then to, when you really put together all the elements, you have the Tara Gemma thing of them kind of not seeing eye to eye. No. You have the Irish connect to our guns on the table. You have truly the outsider in Juice who's sitting there, who's just somehow a, a unwilling participant, but he's there and he's happy that he's actually- You're the Dutch boy with the finger in the dike. Dutch boy, exactly. Like, literally, that's what you were doing. So you put all those elements together and you really make a great scene of, of just everybody kind of living on their own little planets and then coming together. And, uh, and it, was, it was just so fun because I thought they, I, you know, sometimes you get it right in a scene. Sometimes you, a lot of times you don't, yeah. and you got, we got it right there. And, um, we got the humility and, and just to, for Gemma to say that to Tara when he's leaving, uh, I just thought it was a great moment. It was a great moment. It's again, the matriarch of our show, never missing anything, never not seeing, even when she's not in a scene, she hears about it. Gemma knows juicy pants. She's known him since he was a kid. Yeah. She knows him when he were a prospect. Yeah. She knows everything about everybody. And for her to, you said it in one of these shows where that character of, of Gemma, she says exactly what she's feeling. Every time. She doesn't, Every she doesn't mince words. Every single time. No. Whether she's telling the truth 90% of the time or a lie, she doesn't is mince. absolutely That's doesn't right. mince. And that was a beautiful, beautiful moment. Yeah, and you. I just thought, again, that the, the last thing I'll say about that, I thought it was the beginning of Juice as seeing that he's this sweet lost soul. So now here we are. We put a little seed in. in Love the, that. We put the Love little that. seed. We put it in the audience and we go, hey, see this guy? He's a really good guy. Like he's a good guy. In a, he's, he's, in a, he's in a bad situation, but he's a good guy. And now they, they put that money in their bank. And when you talk about what goes down later, four, five, six, seven, you start to think about that nice guy, the fingers, the Dutch boy, the stuff. And you go, oh my God. And it becomes more heartbreaking because again, again, which I wish more writers knew, you cannot, yeah. hurt, don't set them up. You have to yeah. set things up. And Kurt, Kurt was playing 3D chess. He was setting things up four or five years before. And that to me is, it just doesn't get done anymore. Everybody's, nobody's thinking 10 steps ahead. And he did well, not, not Not only that, are they not thinking that's so true, thinking 10 steps ahead. They can't think 10 seconds ahead. It's going to no. be quick, quick, quick. Give the kids what they want. Give the, who says the kids don't want? Like a, a drama Nuance. with comedy. Nuance. Yeah. Let's wait till next week. Well, who, who says? Says who? Silly. It's just silly. So now we get to the Alvarez Clay scene in prison. Okay. So again, Emilio, his style. It's unbelievable. His boots, his pants. Everything. I, I, I love how he walked down that hallway. I'd never seen this scene before. He, he walked down that until last night. He walked down that hallway, Theo. And even though what was going on, it's supposed to be a sit down with this bullshit, bullshit. And there's Clay sitting like a cowboy on a, on, a, on, a, on a bench outside with his horse waiting for him. The first thing Emilio wanted to do, and this was his choice. This was his choice. He looked, he saw him, and he wanted to get up. He mm -hmm. wanted to sleep, but it was, they, shut the, they shut 
he 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 just that that was instinct. Let's. I'm not. I'm not talking to him. I'm not. Or he doesn't know if it's a setup. He doesn't know if there's other sons in the prison. He doesn't know if Tig's going to come out of for, nowhere. He doesn't know anything. For for sure, he just uh, he's a president of a club, and I'm going to get to that in a minute. All right. So th- there they are. Um, another long scene, right? So good, so crazy. As the audience, I was thinking, I had to remember. Oh wait, yeah, it was. It was the Mayans. Oh, wait, who shot at Clay? Oh, wait. And then an Irish kid got killed. Oh, my gosh. So it all came back to me. It came, yeah. it came, it came back to me. Yeah, I didn't know anything. And when Emilio says at the end, I got a compromise that will satisfy everyone. I forgot what that was. Me too. I forgot what that was. I had no idea what he was talking about. And then... As it comes I mean, up, we'll, we'll in, find out in, later. Yeah. In, in the in the club, it's coming right up when Happy goes. Then I, rem- but my point was, I didn't know what that was to satisfy the entire SOA charter, all up and down the every state that we had. Well, we'll get we'll get to that because so right after this big scene of them in the prison, right? The one thing that I did just wanted to state with that. <clears throat> I read something recently, Bruce Lee said, where he said, if you can master one skill in the world, it's to stay calm in high pressure situations. Emilio is so calm as an actor. He's so calm. He just lets the work do it. He doesn't force. He doesn't push. He's just calm, right? So when I'm watching him and Clay, the one thing that I was reminded of that I truly admire so much about Sons of Anarchy and a few other things that I've watched. The faces are characters, like they're character actors in that show. If I, I, I'm, I'm going to do a photo book one day of everybody's face, super tight like this, just black and white photos, because the character actors in that show. Forget about it. It's, it's unbelievable. The faces tell the stories of a hundred lives. And I, I just love it. So when I'm watching him, I and when I'm watching them too, I'm like, wow, look at this, right? This Amazing. isn't some, you know, soap opera, old school, you know, these actors that are like all dolled up and whatever. These are two real people, you know, Ron Perlman, Emilio, you know, just, you know, just real. And, and, I, and I just, uh, I, I appreciate that so much about Sons of Anarchy. So right after that, we go to, after, yeah, the, after, the John Te- after the John Teller voiceover, whatever, we get to the chapel scene. Now, here's what's funny. There's 173 people in that scene. <laughs> okay. So, those are the days for me yeah. that I, and, and, and this happened way back in the pilot. I knew where Clay sat. I know Charlie and I sat opposite each other. I know Bobby, then I knew you. I knew Tommy was beside me, Ryan, and Piney was at the head of the table. And every once in a while, you'd get half sacked trying to, he would never sit at the table, but he'd be a part of some of the conversations you get. But here was nomad, David LaBrava, happy, brilliant boy, brilliant fucking actor by the seventh season, that kid. David was so freaking good in the show. And there he was, so happy to be in a scene with 20 guys behind him. 20 guys behind him. And you, if you remember, because I just saw it last night, you start the whole thing off by lighting a cigarette. And I thought to myself, all right. Rossi's, Rossi's going to be smoke. Boone, you, Tommy. There was more smoke. And of course, you know, Maybaum, our DOP, loved smoke. 
Yeah. Every DOP, there's something real. Atmosphere. 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 That's the word. And there they all were. And again, Piney at one end of the table, Clay at the other. You, you know that there's sparks there. You know that this is, again, talk about early days of relationships. I thought last night, okay, this whole Piney thing in season one against Clay, you, you, your, your dad, your dad, you've got to get it back. You've got to get the club back. But, he, but Piney was smart. <clears throat> he never really cut Clay down. He was just telling the kids something. If you wanted to listen to, you can listen to me. Otherwise, he would remember he'd go off and get dr- drunk. We always thought he, no, he was off because he, he was so dismayed at the way the club was going. There's Piney and Clay in the scene, and Piney's going, What about the vote? There was a pause, and Pearl beautifully says, No, I was setting it up. Mm-hmm. Now we're voting right now. So, Piney again. He was all over the rules. He was all over that 1% of club shit Piney was. And uh, Clay had an answer for most of it until the the later years. And what I noticed in that scene, and tell me if I'm wrong, um, some didn't even raise their hands. Some did, some didn't. That's exactly right. See, there was a, I don't even know, Sutter would know that, you know, I need to ask him. But I do remember us as a club, seven, eight, nine, ten of us at the table. We had to go yay or nay. But some of these other guys from other charters, they, they, they all didn't have to raise their hand. They didn't, they, they didn't all it – was, it was just a majority of them. That's, I, I, I sort of remember that. Because what Sutter didn't want, and I think he's right, he didn't want a thousand hands yeah. going up and then one, two. He yeah. wanted to you – know, but I, I think there's some truth in that. I think DL it was maybe was just about us. I, w- I would like to find that out because I know DL happy voted, right? And, and he few, did. And a few and, and, others. And and if you notice, it was beautifully edited. I think Billy Gerhardt directed this episode. He did. He did. Our boy Billy, Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn. Fucking Billy. I love you, Amazing. Billy. Amazing. Anyway, DL Subtle, he went like this. Yeah. Like, I'm putting my hand up, motherfuckers. I'm not going to turn around and look, but you better be putting your hands up. That's right. One of those that, moments. So, so those, and, and that goes into the big outside party. We know these. We've talked about a hundred times. We don't need to do it again. Everybody understands no. the nights, the Fridays, the jackals, no. the whole thing. We talk about it a bunch. Um, so here's what's interesting. What did I lose you? Are you there? No, I'm right here. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Ah, yeah. Look at you. You're going in and out. You're going in and out. Yeah, your picture is frozen on my screen. Uh, there you are. You're geez, back. I'm sorry. You know what? There you are. No, it's fine. No, it's fine. I got to tell you. I think that that only happens with me, but I think everybody saw you fine. As long as you weren't doing anything weird, it's good. So no, listen. I, before we talk about the fraternity, one quick thing, Theo. Can you hear me now? Am I all right? Yeah. 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 Remember DL said in that scene that we just talked about, it will be perfect. Yes. It, it will be perfect. <laughs> and it, it was perfect. Well, None of us and we're going to get to that. And we didn't yeah. know. And again, it's that no. foreshadowing. I'll do this thing. I'll do this thing. It will be perfect. Right. Yeah. I think yeah. that's the line. And it is. and it's just so I'll do this thing. It will be perfect. Nobody knows what's going on. So we're discussing how to handle Heffernan. Yeah. That's old school sons right there. Like that, yeah. that's it to me, right? That's old school sons. Here we are just amongst us, even though it's all club members around us and crow eaters and all this other stuff, but we're in that little group of us and we're discussing it. 
And that reminded me so much of like old school sons, like just us so much planning, Good for you. Just like yes. us, like planning something and we're going to do Who's going to do it? I'll do it. No, 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 no. You do it. No, I'm going to do it. And it's like, everybody's serious. Everyone's contributing. I just, you know, everybody, it's the line, two lines, line, two line. Everybody's talking. It's a real conversation. It's not dominated by a monologue. And, and I just love that because you, again, you get those little scenes that are so real and you go, Oh man, I love that. And here they are planning this, you know, how they're going to take this guy out. Right. And, and, and the reason why we enjoyed them so much is because it was all of us. It was all of us. And it was a Fraterday. We're all going to go home and have two days off. What a week. What you've had we're not at the table. Up. We're not sitting we're not at the, the table. table. No. We're, we're tired all- and the lights were low. And-, and, those, and those, and people don't know this. Our beautiful family are listening. I'll tell you, it was hot. It was hot. This is like 110 degrees. And to Weather. do it at nighttime, in our, in our cuts, in our, you know, to do it at night, to have those fake Miller beers going on <laughs> once in a while, a real one would just and all the smoke and no music, but you're pretending there's music. But you're, you're pretending. pretending. It was a cool night, and we're talking about McVeigh or McVeigh, whatever his Heffernan. name is. Like, no, but uh, we're talking about the McKeevy. Irish guy who were McKeevy who were gonna, you know, no, McKeevy's dead. We're talking about Heffernan. I know, but it's because of McKeevy's death that we're gonna. Remember when, yes, when Cameron goes, the pork guy, you got to get the pork guy because yes. he fucked us. And then, so, so that's what we're planning. And it was a bit confusing for a minute for me, but I yeah. figured it out. And I'm sitting here watching it and it's confusing. And that, that's, <laughs> but no, it, it, it worked out. So, okay. So here we go. Um, here's the one thing I want to tell you. Tara and Jax now are in that shitty ass back apartment in the back, which was part of our stages. Correct. I was saying this on our last episode about sometimes how I missed that set and what happened to it, right? Felt like you were standing, you know, they're so magical. But that back apartment was part of the set. Yeah. And here they are in that shitty ass apartment. She's got the Reaper shirt on, you know, and and what's here's what's funny. So good in that Reaper shirt. So good. And here's should have worn that in every episode. So it was right about that time I had called our buddy Dom uh, Pagone or somebody at FX that we were close with. And I said, hey, guys, you know, I don't want to tell you what's what, you know, um, but you should really start selling Suns gear. People like No, like did you things. say that? Yeah. And they go, we're not going to do that. And I go, no, I'm telling you, people have asked me if they can get stuff with the Reaper on it. And even like, you know, I mean, take it a step further, like action figures or this, like, man, I'm telling you, they go, no, because again, it's the first season. Nobody yeah. knows. Yeah, yeah. Cut to however many years later, you can get fucking toilet paper with the goddamn Reaper on it. You, Damn it's everywhere. You it's everywhere. Everywhere. And, everywhere. And I ha- I'll never forget. I was on Coango or whatever in, in the valley, pulled over, talking on the phone, saying, no, I have these ideas because I said they're selling knockoffs on eBay. And I've seen a few. And I really think you guys should do it. And I think they released that FX store maybe like a year or two later where you can get like a few things like the rings and, you know, this and, you know, Tiggs this and, but, and now, you know, you and I have signed everything that you can sign. They sell everything. F- FX did very well off of merchandise. Oh, <laughs> and still do. And they, still they do. Have not, they have not stopped. 
not stop Christmas. So point is, I was thinking about that when I was looking at that back shitty apartment because that back shitty apartment was part of the stage and it was everything like that. Um, okay. Opie suiting back up. Always yeah. the push and pull between him and Jax, right? He yeah. wants in. Jax doesn't want him in. He wants in. Jax doesn't want him in. There's the push and the pull always yeah. between those That's what two. I had written down. Exactly right. And and that was their dynamic, right? Jax was like protecting him and saying, and, and maybe there was a little bit of envy in Jax of being like, you have a chance to get out. I'm not getting out, but you have a chance yeah. to get out. Um, yeah. And yeah. maybe there was a part in Opie where he's like, you're John Teller's son. Like, I want to be all in, but yeah. I'm married and have kids. And it's pretty great. It's pretty great. Really question. great. Really, really deep. I mean, that's why we're having this conversation right now. There's a lot of questions, not too many answers. Because the answers can answers. go, they can go every which way between Jax and Opie for sure. So then Gemma and Tara, I said, when I watched their scene, I was saying uh, they have a great scene together. And I was thinking, how many scenes have Gemma and Tara had alone together in the seven or whatever? Seventeen hundred and sixty-four. I counted. I, I watched all the shows last night. I watched all 92. Like I can count on one hand how many times you and I have been in the scene alone. I can count on one hand how many times I've been on a scene, in a scene alone with Chibs. They've been in 9,000 scenes, just them two. Correct? And got ri- correct. And I've got written down, Gemma is playing Tara like a fiddle, mostly with truths. Truths. You shouldn't be together. You're smarter than him. You're a doctor. You're pulling bullets out of a guy's ass. What are you doing? What are you doing with my son? But it was, it, it was with truths. And here's freaking, like, Maggie Sith has a Theo Rossi single tear coming down her face because she's ready to go and break up because she's also trapped in love, yep. trapped with a dead Cohen, trapped with this doctor that she wants to be, but she's in love with this boy. But is she really? She, and she says to and Gemma, Gemma. And Gemma always has family first. That's it. Gemma's thought is you're always. not messing with my family. At all times. Always. So that scene is, again, just so fucking beautiful. So now we cut to them. This is interesting to me. I know it's like the dumb things that I like, but we cut to the boys outside going after this guy Heffernan, and they're in civilian clothes. I always love when I see the sons in civilian clothes. There's 22 people who live in Charming. I think people know who Jax Teller is, but that's okay. Uh, just put on his shirt. Take off your cut. We're a little toque. You know, you'll be Bob, all right. Bobby's got the camo hat on. Bobby's Bob. got the camo hat on. He, I mean, you could pick him out of a zillion people if he was <laughs> no, in it. Ha- it happened to all of us during this, this seven seasons, uh. especially early. And th- in fact, we couldn't wait. Remember there was discussions, Theo, where we would go, wait, gloves on, gloves off. Yeah. Fingerprints. And finally, Sonny just went, fuck it. Just fuck it. Just, just fucking fuck it. do it. This show is just going like this. And, and so just go with whatever your gut says. Don't, there's no rules. Just go. So I love seeing them in the, in the civilian clothes. And then obviously, Opie, can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Bobby steps Elvis, up. Elvis had to pull the trigger three times. Boom, three boom, times. boom. Which obviously we know Elvis has taken out many people in his. Three times a lady. Three times a lady. Took him out. Yeah. Opie's frozen. Out. Deer in headlights. But, and I think this is later, but Bobby gives him credit. He says it's done. Yeah. Of course, to Clay. He says, oh, Why? he did it. 
Right. Just because Bobby, Bobby is like, he was the doc of, 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 of the dwarfs. He was the doc. He was mm. the one who wanted things to be good. He wanted things to be all right. He wanted things to be, don't worry about it. It's all, it's, he did it. He did. I, in fact, it was a very quick nod to, 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 it was. to play. It wasn't very, I had to pull the trigger. What a blatant lie. Good. Well, yeah, it, it was. It was a blatant lie, but it was quick. It was, yeah, he did it. It's good. Because Clay talking. wanted him to do oh, it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He knew if he was in or out. Yeah. yeah. Him not doing it shows that maybe. He's not ready to be in full time. That's, That's right. Okay, so now we get to this is obviously a monumental moment on Sons and it's early in our in our journey. Alvarez's son is responsible for botching the hit on Clay. This is what I Correct. put together. Okay. Correct. Okay. That kid, I recognized him because he was on True Blood and uh and I remembered him from that. So good little actor. Yeah. So Alvarez decides, I mean, you're talking about probably some of the most cold blooded shit. He sacrifices his son for business come on come on when he when he said 25 minutes ago to clay in prison i think my solution will make everyone oh back back down i didn't think that's what it was going to be taking his own son's life but that is that is some heavy heavy beautiful scene and 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 to, we have to, the Heffernan thing playing out in the background. We have the guitars playing, the beautiful guitars playing while the Heffernan scene is playing out with Bobby and Opie. Now this is playing out. And by the way, and I said this and I thought about it and I almost got like jumped out of my seat. This was happy becoming happy. This was the happy yeah. we knew from that moment. Yeah. That's happy. Yeah. That's the killer. That's the dude. That's the tattoos on the stomach. That's happy that's that's the that is that is exactly right that is the beginning of seeing this nomad dl happy on the show coming with us he's this is the beginning times now and what he did was so the music is beautiful beautiful little spanish guitar Mm -hmm. um just like and in his arms and i love you i i I don't know that's just pure i tried to learn flamenco guitar once it's very hard well, they tried to hire you. They couldn't afford it. It was for so this hard. Exact moment. Don't right? ever. I'm not. I'm <laughs> no, not the musician. So hard. <laughs> so, so that's the happen we knew. Then we go to the ending montage. Yeah. Um, who did? It, <clears throat> I mean, I missed something. And again, it's okay. Somebody will tell me in the comments. Who did Hale hand something to in the car? That was Stahl. Stahl. Um, that was Stahl. Stahl. Yeah, because Unser says in this episode, he goes, I got ATF up my ass, ATF up my that's stall. It's 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 Amy. It's stall. Have we seen her before? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then Jack's burning the manuscript, but then jumping in to get it. Dangerous. Again. With all that fire. Again, just so so dangerous with all that fire. <laughs> and and but but you know, again, you talk about the in and the out, the pull, the yin conflicted. and the yin. Here's Jack's conflicted. Am I in? Am I out? Am I a VP or not? Am I going to be like my dad or now that I've killed somebody? Am I just going to go down this rotten fucking line of whatever that is? And, I, and, and just being so like, again, that's the whole point of show. And you, the second that ends, you go, I have to put the next episode on because I got to see what happens. And that's the whole point of this. All right. We're at our, uh, we're at two things right now uh, that we've been, that we've been adding on. We, we, we bombed through uh, hell, hell followed. And yeah, uh, and here's here's what we got, really quick. Shout out to uh, um, 
hold on. I'm going to find it that they were sent to me is uh, obviously we talked about them before the sons of anarchy, nomad Spain group. They're incredible. Um, them and a lot of other people sent a bunch of questions. Um, let's just do a really quick question. That is one been each. Asked. Yeah. One each. You and I have been asked this a bunch of times. Um, I'll just give it to you on this one. If you could play any other character on sons, who would it be? Chucky. That makes sense. Chucky. That makes sense. I would love to have just one finger. I would love to have my hair done up. I would love to wear sunglasses in every scene. I would love to make up a laugh. I would love a walk. I I would have one hand. I would have one hand down my pants in every, like I just, I thought Michael was brilliant. I just, why not? Chucky. It's a good one. That's a good one. Um, the other one was. I think you've said Gemma, haven't you? Before, I said wouldn't tig. you want to? Oh, you said Tig. Yeah, yeah. cool. Uh, I, I've fine. heard it's of that fine guy. that you didn't say juice. I said Tig. <laughs> 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 I spent too much time with you. Twenty-four. No, no, no. no. I, and and the reason I, I did play tig. juice. Here's why I said Tig. I say Tig because you know. And again, I know this changed later in the seasons, but he was bound by nothing in the beginning. Yeah. He had a Gemma quality where he was bound by yeah. nothing. He did find the conscience, you know, yeah. at one point, but he was bound by nothing. Um, okay. Next and last question. Um, oh, this is an interesting question. And, and I don't want to put you on the spot, but it's for you and not me. Um, I'm going to ask it because people are going to continue to ask it. So I'm going to ask it. So I'm going to load it up for you. Look, it's coming. There's a, there's a high heat. Um, the Mayans MC. I've never seen the show. I watched the first episode because I wanted to see Gemma. And then I actually did watch um, an episode where Chucky was on because, you know, I was nostalgic. And, uh, and then I think I watched the YouTube clip of uh, Happy being on it. And, and I did watch a YouTube clip of Chibs being on it. Obviously, I think, and again, I'm probably wrong. And please don't, you know, crush me for this. I think they're on their third season or whatever they are. Um, obviously... They finished two seasons. They were about to start their third. They're about to start their third. But they got canceled because of COVID. Yeah. Okay, I mean, it's not canceled. Right. But. Not canceled, but it's still on and it right. is what it is. Um, obviously, Tig is the vice president of the Sons of Anarchy, Sam Crow Redwood chapter. Um, would, would, is that something that has ever like, because I know fans probably ask you that all the time. You and I have never talked time. about this. Okay. Right. They've asked you because you're alive. Like, obviously, they're not asking me because Juice is gone. They're not asking Jax. They're not asking Clay. They're not asking Bobby. It's you, Chibs, Happy, and a few other guys, right? But those are the three mainstays, right? Um, tell me about that. I, it's really simple for me. I was uh, thrilled that they got back into a cut show like a – motorcycle show like the Mayans story that that Kurt and this other co-showrunner wanted to do good for them which the nothing but the best but as I as I Kurt's I, I not watched, part of the show anymore that's what I heard yeah, yeah exactly I saw the pilot I was traveling at the time I saw the pilot um glad I saw the pilot but I I, I didn't watch the rest of, of anything I just lack of time lack of giving yeah. them all my support but just yeah. no time really I don't watch you know I don't watch anything no. So that, that was fine. And then all of a sudden I heard Happy was on it and Michael was on it and Quinn was on it. And mm. I thought, I thought good for them, but I, I'd be lying to you if I thought, well, is, does that mean that Chibs and Tigger, are they going to want a little? So Tommy and I would talk behind people's backs, like saying, if they, you know, if they do it right, or if they wanted a bit of a nostalgic me and, 
uh, Tommy Beth. I'd listen for sure. But what I what I never ever ever would do or wanted to do was do a guest star little no. bit. Like no. like there's got it. There's got to be right. So when Tommy called me last season and said I, I they asked me to be on, I said you fucking go, bro. You go. You just knock it Did out. Did he of the only park. do one? Did he only do one? I'm not sure. I saw the one that he did do. I think he only did one. Mm. Um, that was a big, you know, a big, a, a big chapel scene type thing. Um, but I, I'm, uh, I wish them all the best. But I, I mean this. I, it would have to be something pretty nice, pretty and, special. Yeah. yeah, they have some incredible actors on the show that I know personally. You know, Clayton is, you know, an incredible actor, and JD, right on, Pardo, and uh, obviously Emilio, and uh, and um, right on, and then uh, what's his name? Uh, one of the greatest yeah. actors. Uh, yeah, he's amazing. Eddie James, almost. Yeah, Eddie James. Yeah, and he's incredible. So they have they have some really incredible talent on it. Again, like you, um, I think that what people don't understand is, yeah, if you're going to do something like that, if you're going to go back into that world, that you know, uh, you could say we're back into it now, but we're back into it in a fan perspective, right? If you're ever going to go back and embody a character that was such a huge part of your life, you know, there better be. Uh, there better be a, a a lot of you know things along that road that you're going into if you're going to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, I mean, I mean, look, I mean, God, you and I started on that show for ten years. Yeah, ten of us did for 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 seven for seven, ten of us for seven years. I mean, for seven years, and so it's it's done. I'll never forget it. You and I will never forget it. No, I love but, it. It's such a huge part of my life. But but it's but if, done. If, if if Sutter woke up or Landgraf woke up and one day just went, wait a minute, where, where's that? Tig Chip storyline, or well, then then call me because if, if there's something that I would want to do and they would want to do it with me, and Tommy would want to do it, we have the time and and the love for that for those characters. It's got to be Sutter knows that it's going to have to be something really big. And I think neat. it would be pretty badass if it was like honestly, if it was just like a few years later or whatever it was for me, just as a fan. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't be part of it, but like if they continued the story of sons with like you chips and those guys and like basically doing sons, but with you guys now, I mean, I, I, again, this is, there's a lot that goes into this thought process, but I just think it would be so fucking badass because there are like Nero's still alive. Wendy's still alive with the kids and the boys oh, yeah. would be getting older. And oh, I, yeah. I just, again, I think that would be, especially now, like you don't even have to do seven years. You can do a limited series of 10 episodes. But what I did hear recently, and I know because Fox sold to Disney that I think they own all that stuff. So uh, I, 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 don't, I don't think even Kurt has the ability to right, do right, anything right, with right, it. You know, right. it's just, it's in their hands, the corporate, you know, whatever. So those are our two questions. Um, here's the deal. Uh, we got that survey out there. It's in. The, it's going to be um, uh, below you. We have, um, you know, subscribe to this channel. If you're watching this right now and you're not subscribed, get it together. I, I can't get it together, help you. people. I can't hold your hand through life. Get it together. You got to subscribe. We're available on all podcasts. We're everywhere. And then we're going to be jumping back into season three uh, right after this because we really haven't touched on it much. You and I discussed. We're going to find out. We think it's going to be. Just so people know, the premiere, season three premiere, I think we're going with. And then we're going to find out because we don't know anything. There was a big Tig Kozik episode we want to do. We don't know what it is. We're going to find that out. We're going to do that one. And uh, let's do it. Let's and that's do it. That. That's what's happening. All right. So uh, just get fucking used to us because we're here.
I love you, Theo Rossi. I love you too, buddy. Hey, and no. and just you know, thumbs up, baby. Everything's gonna be all right. Everything's gonna be all right. Next with time us, you see you. me, I will be back. Home. You might be back home. I might be back home. <laughs> Who knows? It's a little warmer. Time. It's a little warmer where you're going. It's very warm, and I'm looking forward to it because this is not doing well in this cold corn. Yeah, um, you're done. You're I'm almost done. done. I'm almost Good done. luck with wrapping that baby up. I can't wait to see it, bro. All right. I love you, brother. Go do your thing. See you next week. I'll talk to you soon. See love you, next buddy. Week. Peace. See Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. You know the deal. Theory Pod, hashtag Theory Pod, capital T H E O, small R Y, capital P O D. If we're talking Reaper reviews, it's the hashtag Reaper reviews with the double R. Go everywhere where the where this podcast is available and go subscribe and follow Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart, wherever. And uh, and then if you want to see the videos, go on to YouTube and subscribe to the page. We got some cool stuff coming. Um, like I always say, this life goes by in a blink. So stay up, stay awake, keep being the example, um, and let's keep making a difference. All right? All right. Hey, yo, shout out to my crew, the Theory Team, the team, okay? Starting with my incredible editor, Caroline Kawash, to the incredible design skills of Cesar Arvello, to the other designer slash web slash everything, Justin Tordella. Go look them up. Go follow them. Go thank them. They're an incredible team, and I wouldn't be even remotely able to do a second of this without them. So shout out to the entire Theory team, uh, or as we say in New York, big up. Um, incredible people, incredible humans, and I'm fortunate and proud to have them.